when the drafters of the Constitution came up with this idea of the First Amendment, this wonderful thing that we talk about all the time, the idea was pretty simple. Government couldn't limit your speech. Government. Congress shall pass no law. Government. State and, and, and federal even. Government. Government cannot censor. Government cannot limit free speech and expression. Government. Government cannot limit your free exercise of religion and, or establish religions. Government. The idea was that government, and for the longest time, the real, the real insidious form of, of First Amendment or expression violations were always done from individuals and organizations and quasi-governmental, people who didn't necessarily enjoy the, the trappings or, or, or uh, they, they didn't exist under the rubric or the mantle of government directly. But they were the ones doing it. And then what happened was when... And this, this was brilliant. When social media became our expression oxygen, the medium, the field, the town square, when Twitter and Facebook and everything became the means by which we spoke, the means, then these devices became almost utilities. They became so incorporated in our lives, so intermingled that they became our expressions of speech. And what they did was, and what the government did, who was directly responsible in most cases for the development of these platforms via DARPA and InQtel and other forms of venture capital, but what they did was they used these folks to limit your speech by proxy. So if Twitter, let's say, or Facebook says, we're going to stop you from saying something that we believe to be dangerous misinformation regarding COVID or uh, therapeutics or January 6th or voter integrity, when they say that, when, when Twitter or whoever shuts you down and censors you, the government can't say anymore, well, don't look at us, it's not us. No, you instructed this because these are your lemmings. These are your acolytes. These are your shock troops. These are your agents of suppression and repression. But the problem I have is trying to get people in this country to understand just what the hell that means. We're going to discuss this. But first, a word from our sponsor. The media are trying their best to shut down the most recent mass shooting news story. You might have already heard about the armed hero who shot and killed a mass shooter in an Indiana mall. The media don't want the story going viral because it proves the solution to mass shooters is more guns. This is why I've snatched a support the second coin. There's no collectible on earth more fit for Second Amendment activists and gun owners than the support the second coin. It's an eye-catching collector's coin with pro-gun right engravings and quotes on both sides of it. The support the second coin usually retails for $24.95, but it's free right now as a way to promote the launch of Support the Second's new website. The support the second coin usually retails for $24.95, but it's free right now as a way to promote the launch of Support the Second's new website. Every viewer 
of this video is eligible to get their own Support the Second Coin completely for free, but only for a limited time. Get yours now before they run out by going to supportthesecond.com or visiting the link down below. Throughout my legal career and my studies and my delving into juridicature, scholarly and practically, I've always loved the First Amendment. And I love the nuances and I love the takes and the exceptions and, and how they, how the, the spirit of it kind of morphs over time, but the essence of it doesn't. And notwithstanding a bumbling, oafish, uh, rightist, a conservative rube, a chuff, a churl, a boor who suggests that you can carve out exceptions to the First Amendment for Satan worship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank God this bozo doesn't have any serious platform. And by the way, speaking of which, look what happened to Salman Rushdie. I'll be talking about that later. But there really are no exceptions. You don't carve out an exception. The First Amendment is here. The application of it may be different. The application of it. We all know that the First Amendment doesn't apply to libel and slander, the revealing of trade secrets, um, espionage. Well, that's speech, right? The proverbial yelling theater in a crowded fire, which is my version of it. We all know that. Brandenburg and blah, blah, blah. But what happened here, which is something so fascinating. Let me give you an example. Let me give you a, a, a hypothetical, okay? Or an hypothetical. Let's assume you have a newspaper. And you have a newspaper. In the days of newspapers, and newspapers have a particular type of paper, a bond. Let's pick up after that glitch. There's a particular type of paper, let's assume, and a particular type of ink. An ink that is required for people to publish newspapers. And I happen to be a leftist, a neo-commie, and I don't like your message. I don't like your right-wing ideology. I don't like it. I don't like your newspaper. So what I decide, I'm not selling you the ink. You can't speak. It's like me blowing up your printing press. It's like me disenabling, me stopping, me shutting you down and your commerce and your industry and your employees and your influence. I do it because I happen to have this instrument, this medium, this substance that is the sine qua non of your ability to, to publish Now, is that a First Amendment violation? You know, using a strict construction, using an absolute, uh, an originalist type of approach, which are dissimilar, by the way, they're not the same. I think you'd probably say no, because, no. But it might be, it might be, some type of civil rights violation. It might be some restraint of trade. It might be some commerce clause. There, there may be something to that, but no. 
it's boorish, it's wrong, it's, it's closed-minded, it's terrible, but no, probably not. Now, let's take the same situation. Let's assume that Barack Obama is the president, and he particularly hates this newspaper, and he tells this ink patent holder, this supplier, don't sell to that company. Now we've got entanglement. Now we've got a governmental connection. Now this guy, this ink producer, this supplier, is acting as proxy for, by, and through Obama. You see how that changes things? You see how that changes everything? What we're having right now is we have addicted people, people who are addicted to their version, their, their, this is a mouse, of course, but assuming it was a phone, they're addicted to social media. They will do nothing to interrupt that ability to show pictures of their lunch and to wax narcissistic about themselves and their beauty and how hot they are and where they go and their children and, or, or just to be able to say whatever it is they want. They will comport. They will contract their speech like nobody's business. And they're going to do nothing to interrupt that. So when the government tells these people, you put the word out, you as a self-imposed, self-entitled, self-regulating policeman of truth against misinformation, disinformation, that information, lies under the rubric of protecting the safety of everybody. You do that, but do it for us. Do it for your, the person, the entity you're beholden to, the government, the shadow government, the cryptocracy, not Washington, not Nancy Pelosi, not, you know, my country, tis of thee, but this extraneous intel state, security state, police state, shadow government, ruling class, this cryptocracy who runs the world, who runs everything. Now, these social media companies, what they're doing is they're acting at the behest and at the order and at the instruction of the government. They are inextricably connected. They are the government. The First Amendment does apply. Now, proving this, dear God, good luck with that one. You know what I know. Half of the stuff we know, we can't prove. Half of the stuff we know, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Can you prove it? (laughs) No, but it happened. You know what happened. If I told you something, and I had no proof of it. I just told you. And you looked at me and you said, you know, I, I believe this guy. Would that in any way change anything? Would that, would, 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 would you say, I'm sorry, you have to have photos of this? No. You believe it. You see, that's where we are right now. It is the most beautiful thing that was ever done. Social media, come along. They addict us to it. They become, again, inextricably, um, uh, in, in, indescribably, ineffably, 
connected to everything that we do. The internet, social media, it's how we do commerce, business, communication. I submit it is an it is an extension of ourself. It is a like an outer valence. It is a it is a you know how we have electron orbits. It's another orbit, a parallel universe, another manifestation of our existence. It's so, I, I, I keep using this word, it's so inextricably interconnected with who we are. So we're going to do nothing, nothing to interrupt that ability to use it. Consequently, we will self-censor and we will shut up. We will not say anything in order not to interrupt that. These people, these organizations, these seeming, these, do you believe this line of garbage of, oh, here's Jack Dorsey, look at him, he looks like Fred Ziffel, look at him, oh, look at Mark Zuckerberg, oh, look at Bill Gates, these wonky, nerdish, oh, look at Jeff Bezos, made this, sold books out of his garage. That is the belief story. That, that, that's, the, that's the cover story. That might have happened for 30 seconds. They were plucked out of obscurity, handed this role, they became the frontispiece. They became the mannequin. They became the 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 uh, uh, display window. The 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 titular subject. They're independent. They're just a bunch of wonky, weird kind of a moon doggy, uh, you know, Scooby Doo hippie types who 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 like to nap and or skateboards and. You believe this line of crap. They are directly under the thumb, under the control, under the direction. And by the way, sometimes that direction is not even explicitly stated because they are ideologically intertwined in this. They have been raised in an environment, in a, here's my new favorite word, ecosystem. When I hear ecosystem, I part of me dies. Just like, let's unpack this. Can we unpack? Can, can, can we tr- circle back and unpack this anyway? But they will do this oftentimes without any. There's no order. There's no memorandum. There's no interoffice memo that says this is what you're going to do. They do it freely. They do it freely because they feel they're part of this ideological witch hunt or scavenger hunt, whatever you want, man hunt. They they believe they're on a mission from God in order to quash, destroy. To, to, to crumble and to disintegrate people like you believing things like you do. And their keyword, their shibboleth, their doublespeak, their term of art is misinformation. And when you hear that, you have just been screwed. All right, my dear patriot friend, not, you, know, you know what you got to do. You got to like this video. You got to subscribe to the channel. And then, if you have the wherewithal, the gumption, and the huevos, you will comment as you see fit.